My name is Josh Mullinex. This is an Indiana Sports Talk scoreboard update. We have a final score from Las Vegas. Notre Dame beats number 16 BYU 28-20. Notre Dame moves to 3-2 and two on the season. We're about to hear about Michigan's 31-10 win over Indiana, but Purdue 31-29 victory over Maryland on the road. It's the second straight Big Ten road win for the Boilermakers. Could have been tied with 35 seconds left. But uh, a penalty on the Terps brought a two-point conversion back. Aiden O'Connell just keeps moving on forward. 30 of 41 for 360 yards and two touchdowns. Payne Durham had seven catches, 190, uh, 109 yards, excuse me, and a touchdown. Boilermakers right in the thick of it in a wide-open Big Ten West. Ball State beat Central Michigan 17-16. to Carson Steele ran for 124 yards in a night where offense did not come easy. Indiana State beat, fell to North Dakota State 31-26, to had a lead at one point in the third quarter, but uh, ultimately fell behind by 11 points, uh, was able to bring it back within five before the end of the game. Butler beat Dayton 31-0, shutting out the Flyers for the first time since 1976. 501 straight games of at least one score for Dayton. That streak has come to an end. UND, the number eight-ranked Greyhounds, beat McKendree 38-23. Toriano Clinton, 299 all-purpose yards and five touchdowns. For Network Indiana Sports, I'm Josh Mullinex. Welcome back, everyone. This is Indiana Sports Talk, brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. John Herrick joins us from the uh, Indiana Sports Network. Hey, sorry I cut you off, by the way. <laughs> I just... I, I'm glad you called, and then I cut you off, and I'm glad you called back. Uh, I haven't been in the studio for a long time, and so I, 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 I don't know the difference between hold and drop, so I'm glad you called. I'm just, you know, you were sending me all sorts of mixed signals, Bob. You want me on the show, then you want me to hang, no, you hang up no, on yeah, me. I mean, no. what is it? Uh, you know, I love you, and I'm, gl- I'm glad you're here. Uh, Hoosiers have a, you know, look. For a while, you're encouraged. I mean, they played their hearts out, played well, lose to Michigan 31-10. But for the uh, for the first half or so, this is a, this is a good football game. Well, it's a little frustrating, you know, when Don Fisher comes up into our booth and uh, he goes, fellas, uh, I've got some really bad news. And I said, I just got here. How do you already have bad right, news? He goes, right. well, here are the guys, here are the guys we're, we're going to be without today. Uh, Cam Jones linebacker so he's like the captain of your defense not playing Jalen Williams out DJ Matthews out Javon Swinton AJ Barner James Bamba all out um you know Cam Camper came back but he's still I think dealing with a little bit of the after effects from the illness that he had last week and Michigan's best corner was on him shadowing him all day he only had two catches and despite all of that despite all of the injuries that you have you're in there you're right in it uh, in the first half right. uh, with the score right. 10 all and the D and I got to give Tom Allen a lot of credit for what they, what he was able to do and scheme up defensively because they gave Michigan uh, a lot of fits, despite the fact that their big leader, Cam Jones, wasn't out there. I, I mean, and part of the reason for that was because a lot of guys uh, stepped up. It was really impressive, you know, to see what everybody w- was able to do, uh, on the defensive side of the ball, they had 77 total tackles collectively. Um, you know, uh, Bradley Jennings was was one of the guys who was outstanding, leading the team in tackles today. Brian Fitzgerald did a good job at the secondary. Matt Holt was good up front. Uh, so was Lance Bryant. Um, and, you know, Aaron Casey was phenomenal. I mean, those guys all kept uh, Indiana in the game defensively in the first half. Uh, but the big breakdowns, Bob, as, as, you, as you know, everybody's been talking about for the last few weeks have been on the offensive line. Right, There's been right. some reshuffling. Uh, Zach Carpenter is back in there after being injured, but he's only playing at guard now because his hand is not quite good enough to snap the football yet. Um, they're just trying to find the best five guys that they can put out there, um, but that's hard to do. And it's not – uh, the combination that they've been putting out there the last few weeks just has not been working uh, to the level that they would like. And poor Connor Bazelak back there in the second half, especially yeah, yeah. is taking a ton uh, of pressure. Even when he's not getting sacked, uh, he's getting hurried out of the pocket, getting chased out of the pocket. 
And uh, I think he had, there were 22 quarterback hurries uh, that Michigan had on him today. So uh, very tough when your quarterback can't get the time. And when you only have 19 rushing yards uh, because the offensive line can't pave the way for the running backs, it's, it's very, very tough. I mean, valiant effort. They, they played a very good first half and, and then stayed right in it, kept the crowd in it. But Michigan is the fourth ranked team in the country for a reason. And they just wore IU down as the game went on. You know, the problem is it's a, uh, it's a bottom line game. We all understand. And yeah, they, they look, they played as hard as they can play. I think I thought they played as well as they could play, to be honest, under the circumstances, but it's still, unfortunately a lost, albeit to a really, really good team in Michigan. And, it's what makes it painful, you know. You, you know, guys are buying in, playing as hard as they can, but can't get rewarded for their efforts. Yeah, I mean that's the one thing that they established, though, Don, through the first three weeks of the season. Even though they didn't win those three games uh, in very well, I, let's say, well dressed fashion or very, uh, you know, pretty fashion, they still won them uh, because there's no quit in this team, and they showed that again today. They're never going to quit. The problem is, is the execution going to be there? Um, are they going to have defensive breakdowns like they had against Nebraska? Right. Are they going to have offensive line problems? And then they've had those things happen in recent weeks. Hey, can you hang on through this short break? I sure can. John Herrick and I will come back talk more about IU football on Indiana Sports Talk. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Bob Lovell. This is Indiana Sports Talk brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. John Herrick from the IU Sports Network joins us, rejoins us. All right, John, we spent five minutes talking about uh, not good things. Give me some highlights. See, give me some good things and some kids who played well today. Uh, well, I, I think you have to be very impressed uh, with a lot of the guys that, that, like I said, this team had 77 uh, total tackles. And uh, Bradley Jennings led them in tackles. Uh, Aaron Casey was great up front, uh, made a couple of big uh, plays in the backfield. Um, and you know, Emory Simmons, uh, was our, uh, feature spotlight player that we interviewed in our post game. Uh, he was the leading receiver today, seven receptions for 57 yards. And with, uh, some injuries there, you don't have AJ Barner, one of your key tight ends, who's uh, not only a good blocker, but he gets used in the passing game. Some, um, you know, Emory stepped up, uh, Josh Henderson, uh, continues to provide a good spark, uh, for the Indiana rushing game. And he's also a weapon out of the backfield who can catch the ball. And he showed that uh, by scoring the lone touchdown today for Indiana to, to tie the game up at 10 all. He had four catches for 34 yards. Um, you know, and I and also Donovan McCulley, you know, the Lawrence North product. Right. Uh, like, I love watching him get out there and get involved. But sometimes they bring him in, run the Wildcat just to get uh, just to show a different look mm -hmm. uh, for opposing defenses. Um, and Jalen Lucas is another guy that I think, you know, whenever he touches the ball, he's got a chance to be electric. Unfortunately, he needs blocking uh, to be electric. And that uh, has was hard to come by, as we illustrated with the IU offensive line. But he had 45 yards today uh, rushing and 39 of which came on one play. Uh, so he was when that guy gets an open space, he can really be uh, like lightning in a bottle. He can get he can get out there quick and make guys miss. So. Again, a lot of positives to take away. Unfortunately, the right. positives were mostly in the first half and not enough of them in the second half. All right. Next week, they have Maryland coming in to the Rock. Um, good opportunity, we hope, to, to get this thing turned around a little bit. Yeah. I mean, you got a great opportunity here over these next few weeks, Bob, because you've got winnable games against up-and-down teams that have looked great some weeks, not great other weeks. That's the case with Maryland. That's definitely the case with Rutgers, who you go on the road and play the week after Maryland. Then you have the bye week. You play Penn State at home. Penn State is obviously very good, but you get to play them right. off of a bye week, which will give you a chance to get guys healthy and hopefully have some of them back and ready to play in that game against Penn State. It is frustrating that you've lost three games in a row, but there's no reason to think it's totally over or totally lost yet. There's a lot of winnable games coming up. And you get to play, uh, you, you know, I know you had Rob Blackman on earlier and Purdue is playing well, but you get, you know, you don't have to go to West Lafayette for the old Oak and right, right. game this year. You get to play them at home. So there's, there are a lot of good opportunities still ahead for this IU football team. He's John Herrick. He's great at what he does. Part of the IU sports network. John, thanks for the call. Have a fantastic weekend. Thanks a lot, Bob. Appreciate it. You're welcome. Thank you.
Top of the hour scoreboard update coming up with Josh Mullenix and then more football on Indiana Sports Talk. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Bob Lovell. This is Indiana Sports Talk brought to you by Indiana Donor Network, driven to save lives.org, their website. Coming up, we have that top of the hour scoreboard update you all love. And then we're going to talk some college football. Right now, though, we turn it over to the star of our show. It's Network Indiana's Josh Mullenix. Coach, so good to be with you for the first time in a while on a Saturday night in downtown Indianapolis, talking sports around the state. Let's get into all the college football action this on this Saturday. Michigan, 31-10 winner over Indiana. You just heard Coach talk to John Herrick about that one. The score was 10-10 at halftime before the number four team in the country scored 21 unanswered points. Uh, here's Tom Allen after the game. Thought our kids fought their tails off, played their hearts out. Obviously got some guys out, but other guys stepped up. Just uh, uh, didn't finish. You know, had a chance in the fourth quarter and uh, go against a fourth-ranked team in the country. And really good football team, and you get a chance to be able to be in the fourth quarter to go find a way to win, and, and uh, we didn't finish. So that's highly disappointing. Connor Bazelak, 25 of 49 for 203 yards and a touchdown. Like John said, tough to uh, get anything going when the protection in the pass game isn't great. IU falls to 3-3 three and three on the season and 1-2 and two in conference play with Maryland up next. Quick note, Michigan running backs coach Mike Hart, he collapsed during the game. A scary moment. He is stable at a Bloomington area hospital, according to Jim Harbaugh, after the game. Notre Dame, 28-20 win over BYU. Drew Pine, 262 yards, three touchdowns, and one interception. The Irish ran for 234 yards on the ground. Two different rushers with more than 90 yards on their own. Notre Dame tight end Michael Meyer was an issue for BYU in this one. 11 catches for 118 yards and two touchdowns. The Irish have Stanford up next. Purdue beat Maryland 31-29 for their second straight Big Ten road win. Aiden O'Connell, 30 of 41 for 360 yards and two touchdowns. Payne Durham caught seven of those passes for 109 yards and a touchdown to lead all pass catchers. Boilermakers, right there in the Big Ten West. No currently ranked teams left on their schedule. They are at Wisconsin coming up next. Ball State beat Central Michigan 17-16. A field goal with 12-14 remaining in the fourth quarter. Gave Ball State the lead, and they would not give it back. Indiana State fell to North Dakota State 31-26. The Sycamores gave North Dakota State everything that they could handle. They were they led at halftime, and again, with 10 minutes left in the third quarter, uh, North Dakota State, it would have been just their 11th loss since the beginning of the 2014 season. That's the kind of powerhouse we're talking about. Butler beat Dayton 31 to nothing, shut out the Flyers. First time that's happened to Dayton since 1976. That's a 501-game streak with at least one score. How about that? UND, the number eight team in the country, beat McKendree 38-23. Toriano Clinton, 299 all-purpose yards and five touchdowns. Hanover and Franklin, offensive explosion, 63-21 over Bluffton for Hanover, 631 yards of total offense. Franklin, 54-14 over Anderson. 618 yards of total offense. That's that's not bad. In a much lower scoring affair, Indiana Wesleyan beat Marion in a top 10 matchup, 17 to 10. They never trailed in the game after an early field goal, and they were once up 17 to three. Coach, this week the Big Ten announced their first team All Big Ten members for men's college basketball. Trace Jackson Davis out of Indiana and Zach Eady, the big man from Purdue, a part of that team. Trace Jackson Davis was the Big Ten preseason player of the year. If he were to win it, it would be the first Indiana player to win it since DJ White way back in 2008. Zach Eady, 14.4 points and 7.7 rebounds per game last season. Real quick, we got some baseball scores to update you on the Mets have opened up a 7-2 lead over the Padres, and the Cardinals still trying to claw back in that 2-0 deficit to Philadelphia. Keep you updated the rest of the hour. For Network Indiana Sports, I'm Josh Mullinex. Welcome back, everybody. College football today, Hanover College has a great homecoming win 
They beat Bluffton 63-21. The man himself, Matt Theobald, joins me. Coach, congratulations on the win today. Hey, Bob, thanks uh, very much. It was, it was a great day, great Ooh. atmosphere, great Ooh. weather. Yeah. Uh, packed day today for homecoming, so it was bananas and, and uh, all, all around just, uh, just, just a great football day. Yeah, so, and you even got my grandson down there to hang out and have some yeah, fun too, so – there was people coming. The uh, parking was at a premium <laughs> down there today, so for sure. Once again, you just uh, you know last week offensively you played well. You backed it up again with another performance this afternoon. Yeah, no, we. Uh, I think we we you know the first couple of weeks we were trying to find that identity, and we had we. Uh, I think every skilled position we have right now, we're starting a sophomore. So uh, right, those guys right. are trying to figure it out and. Uh, we're starting to kind of put it together, and those guys are starting to play like juniors and seniors now. So, <laughs> um, and you know, and it helps that we got a fifth-year senior quarterback, and right, he's putting the ball, you know, distributing it pretty well, and and uh, got some guys back healthy today as well, which helped as well. So, we've got a couple of receivers back and a running back back. Right, so, right. Makes makes the uh, makes the game a little easier, but I mean, Matt Weimer, he he. Might have had his career day. I think he was twenty six for twenty nine, really? or thirty, and wow. went for like three hundred thirty three and about about a half. So um, he was he, he played he played really really well. Was really proud of how he just kind of took the offense and we ran with it, and he hit the finally open guys, and we ran the ball well. I think we ran for two hundred yards, and two sophomores, Blake Huffman and uh, Austin Opal, uh, each had about eighty yards rushing, and and. Uh, Offensive line did a great job of just opening up some lines and giving that time, and uh, it was it was it was really enjoyable, you know, for <laughs> the fourth quarter. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> you know, when you got a, a when you have a trigger man like that, it makes the coach look good too. It, well, it, it does. It does. We're just uh, trying to make sure we get the right plays in there, right? So, um, and, you know, defensively, we we. Uh, we found that we we stopped them when we needed to and and got the ball back to the offense and you know we had a, a really I I told the guys early in the week I said hey we're gonna block a punt you know we're, we we had these two different calls in and so we're gonna block it we had a freshman from uh, Carmel Billy Blevins came up with a big block punt and picked up by another uh, a redshirt freshman from Speedway High School Carter Giacconi who was who's a baseball player for us but came out to play football this year with linebacker and. Uh, so he picked it up and got to score his first college touchdown, which was kind of cool. nice. Yeah. Yeah. Another speedway plug, get, right. a, get a touchdown here at Hanover. So, um, but we're excited. So playing some good football. We got Manchester next week, and uh, we'll have to go back on the road. But it, we're going to enjoy the homecoming win and uh, great atmosphere. Great, right? I mean, super alumni support. So it was really, really a fun day. Well, it's one of the prettiest campuses in the state. Everybody knows that, and uh, I've been down there. I was at homecoming uh, three years ago. Something at one point during Jack's career, I was down there, and so uh, I know what it's like. And I, and it's also great when you just go out there and roll up some points. It it is it is you know when you when you're scoring at will and and you know the crowd was into right, it right and the sidelines were all into it and and so the uh, that makes it fun. So uh, I can't complain. I mean, but it, it was it was an awesome just just experience just you know you know what's right. great when they're right. start barking all over in the grass <laughs> right you know it's 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 full so uh but but super day i mean the college did it did it right this year and and and, and we got blessed with some great weather so beautiful leaves changing down there it doesn't get any better than being hanover on the river and 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 putting in a boatload of points and, and coming away <laughs> with a great win i i i i Absolutely, uh, echo everything you say. Hanover College, sixty-three twenty-one over Bluffton. Matt Theobald. Matt, thanks. Congratulations. Good luck next week. Thanks, Bob. Appreciate it, Thank man. You. Talk to you soon. All Thank right. you, Bye-bye. Brendan King. You know that name. You know him. You love him. He joins us. Hello, Brendan King. Hello, Bob Lovell. How are you? I'm just uh, having fun talking football, uh, watching yep. baseball, talking football. Uh, frankly, doesn't get much better for a guy my age, to be honest. So having fun. I like to remind people, you know, when I, when people ask me if I'm retired, well, you know, it's a hard question to ask. I mean, to answer, um, I do Indiana sports talk, uh, and I get a chance 
tonight I'm in the studio, but normally uh, I'm, I'm in my house in Franklin, and I get a chance to talk to friends of mine for uh, you know two and a half hours each night and talk to my friends about sports. So how much better can do I? Am I retired? No, I'm just having I'm having a heck of a time. That is not a bad way to live, my man. And all. as you not said, big sports Saturday, big win for the Irish, some exciting postseason baseball. You can't complain too much. All right, you know the drill. That music means we're cutting you off. <laughs> so <laughs> we'll come back after the scoreboard update and talk with Brendan King on Indiana Sports Talk. My name is Josh Molinex. This is an Indiana Sports Talk scoreboard update. Coach, if there were high school football games around the state and I didn't talk about them on this show, I wouldn't be doing my job. So we had a handful of games around the state at the high school level today, and we're going to run through them. Centerville beat Union City 63-8. Culver Academy beat Hammond Morton 38-6. North Davies took on North Knox and defeated them 32 to 14 northeastern beat knightstown 61 to 6 61 to 6 that's a tough day at the ballpark riverton park beat park heritage 62 to 24 south bend washington beat bowman academy 33 to 8 try shut out hagerstown 41 to nothing and winchester beat cambridge city lincoln 54 to 16 We'll get to all of the college football scores again before the night is over. We'll get started right now, though. Michigan beat Indiana 31-10, 10-10 at halftime before the Wolverines. They flex their muscles a little bit as the number four team in the country shut out the Hoosiers in the second half. Notre Dame beat BYU 28-20, controlled most of the game. Got a little sketchy there halfway through the fourth quarter, but Drew Pine and company leaving Las Vegas with a win. Purdue beat Maryland 31-29. Aiden O'Connell 30-41 of 41 for 360 yards and two touchdowns. He is just rolling the Boilermakers right there in the Big Ten West. For Network Indiana Sports, I'm Josh Molinex. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Bob Lovell. This is Indiana Sports Talk brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. Um, Brendan King rejoins us. We kind of cut him off uh, suddenly there before we had a chance to settle in. Brendan King, Notre Dame today, 28-20 winners over BYU. This got pretty interesting in the second half, did it not? It did, Coach, and that's a really good BYU team that they just beat out West. And, Coach, I'm a guy, of course, who my dad went to Notre Dame, so I've had a chance to attend some of these Shamrock Series games. And most of them, minus when they played Miami at Soldier Field in Chicago, that was when I was in high school, uh, most of those Shamrock Series games for Notre Dame, it brings out more opposing fans than you would think mm. because they play these geographically. They try and bring out right. Notre Dame fans from across the country, obviously. And, of course, there are Notre Dame fans out west. It's a national brand. Um, but you're playing BYU kind of in their backyard in sorts in Las Vegas and at the spaceship known as Allegiant Stadium, which is just a monstrous facility. <laughs> right. Coach, this is a big win. It's a major win, 28-20. You're 3-2 and two on the year after that almost disastrous start. Um, and coach, I think this is a game Notre Dame just had to win. One of these types of games, you go in in a tough environment, playing a ranked team, technically on the road, mm-hmm. and you win. And coach, you look at the rest of Notre Dame's schedule. You still got to play Clemson at home. You still got to go on the road against a really good ranked Syracuse team. And then to end the year, you got to travel back west to play USC on the road in Lincoln Riley in that program that is just exploding. Um, so, great game, Coach. I was really impressed by what Drew Pine did. Um, you know, Drew Pine's a guy that lost the starting quarterback job to begin the year. Mm-hmm. He got it after Tyler Buckner got hurt. And really, Coach, Drew Pine has not looked back. And that's nice to see, considering that Drew Pine was technically the third-string quarterback last year. Right. He's put in the tough spot here to try and lead the Irish the rest of the way. And he helped get the Irish a big win, Coach. So, I'm very pleased. Well, it, I think it's still a team, you know, people, you know, I don't make these excuses, but when you get a new coach, new staff, it takes time. Uh, it, yeah. it really takes time to settle into an identity and to a rhythm and uh, to, to become who that group is. It's not something that happens overnight, unfortunately for fans. It takes a little yeah. bit of time. And, uh, and now it seems to me where you, you win a game like this in the manner in which you win this game, 
uh, does nothing but make you better as you continue to try to be the best you can be. No doubt. And, Coach, I think I left feeling very optimistic, especially about the running back position because of the guys that stepped up. You know, you take a look at Audric Estime, who is a sophomore. Logan Diggs is a sophomore. It is a young running back group for the Irish. Chris Tyree is in there. He's been in the program for a few years, but Estime and Diggs really led it today. I mean, Estime missed a 100-yard game by only three yards. Logan Diggs had 93 yards. It was the best game of the season for Logan Diggs. Um, you know, the running back core did not have a touchdown, but they set up the opportunities for Notre Dame from a receiving perspective. I mean, old reliable Michael Mayer, he has 11 catches for 118 yards, Coach, <laughs> and two touchdowns. Uh, and he's still only a junior eligibility from a tight end rank. So you're right that Marcus Freeman, you know, he has to put his stamp on this program. He has to put his fingerprint on this program. He's not the same guy as Brian Kelly. You know, that's very clear. But the guys that he has and the youth of the program, especially when it comes to skill positions, Coach, I think that's what excites me most about the rest of the year. All right, let's change gears, talk about the Colts. Um you, um, you know, for our flagship station, you're working downtown uh, on their, uh, you know, part of the festivities. It was a painful, painful game to watch. I'm fortunate. I'm glad now that I don't have prime video so, because I didn't get a chance to watch watch it. But um, the, 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 the reaction nationally uh, has been astonishing to me uh, because I, I still I'm, I'm old fashioned in the sense that. Uh, I believe the concept of uh, when you're in a game, the concept is to win. Uh, and, and then when you, here, here you are, if you're the Colts, you win a game, and to hear the reaction from people, they lost by 30 points. And, and I know, you know, they didn't play particularly well, but what do you want them to do? You, do you want them not to win, uh, or do you want them to win? And when they win, again, I, I say this, it's a broken record. I know it's cliched. It's hard to win games in any sport at any level, especially when you're playing in the uh, in the NFL. It's hard to win games, and they won. Yeah, it wasn't a work of art. I understand that. And, yeah, they may have set the game back years in, in totality, but they still won the game. They did win the game, Coach. And, Coach, the 2022 Indianapolis Colts make zero sense. <laughs> They're – 0-2-1 in their own division against a division that's arguably the worst in football, but you find a way to win against Kansas City at home. You go on the road on Thursday Night Football, as you just alluded to and described, and, and a game that has zero touchdowns. You win by a field goal where your kicker is your MVP. Chase McLaughlin yeah. was fantastic. He was tremendous. And obviously, Coach, I think, if anything, what I walked away from this game from, uh, when Rodrigo Blankenship got cut, <laughs> Uh, that's the right move because Chase right. McLaughlin has come in and put his identity on this kicker position. You know, I thought Michael Badgley did a great job last year, Coach. I thought I was a little surprised they did not bring him back for training camp this year because he was a free agent. They went with Blankenship. Didn't work out, but McLaughlin, uh, he was fantastic. Coach, you got to find a way to win an AFC South ball game, and that's why this next week, 10 days from now, nine days from now, whatever it is, it's imperative. You need to beat the Jacksonville Jaguars. It's It's not a – it's not an option. You've got to beat the Jacksonville Jaguars because this is the last time you're going to see Jacksonville. And then the last time you're going to see Tennessee, one of your other division opponents, is the week after on the road in Nashville. So I hope, Coach, this can set up something where you just take a little juice, take a little momentum, and roll into your own division and say, we're not going to let these guys beat us. It's imperative that you got to win back-to-back games against Jacksonville at Tennessee. Get yourself back in the division, and then you can go from there. Brendan King joining us, talking about football. He makes a living as the voice of the South Bend Cubs and uh, championship Cubs, by the way. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm living the dream right now in a sense that I'm sitting in the studio watching uh, the Mets and the Padres talking about yeah. talking about football. Uh, it's a pretty good gig. Interesting, in, interesting postseason right now. Hasn't gone, I think, the way a lot of people thought it would. No, Coach, I, I thought the Guardians would beat the Rays. I didn't think it would be a sweep. Uh, of course, Tampa has had injury problems all year. They just have not stayed healthy. I, I like Cleveland's pitching. It all starts with Shane Bieber up top. And, you know, Bieber pitched a fantastic game last night. Him and Shane McClanahan each had quality starts. It went toe-to-toe. And, Coach, it's kind of wild. Uh, that Tampa and 
uh, Cleveland series, there's only a combined by the end of it, four runs in two games. Yeah. And, yeah. and Cleveland wins back-to-back games by a run. Uh, I thought the Mariners-Jays game today was fantastic. Uh, that's a group in Seattle that obviously has no quit. Uh, you're playing not even in your, in your own country. You have to leave. You go north of the border. And, of course, traveling still internationally is a bit haywire right now. I can attest to that from traveling to Canada a couple times. But <laughs> Seattle went up there, and they took care of business. Sweeping them. And the Mariners, they score four runs in two separate innings. They do that twice in a game in the second half of the game. Uh, I love Seattle. I think they're a youthful group. Cal Raleigh and Julio Rodriguez and um, their their young pitching core. Luis Castillo, obviously, was a great trade from the Reds. I mean, he goes seven in the third scoreless innings last night in game one. And um, so I I think Seattle can make some noise. Uh, My World Series pick, though, is the Yankees coach. Um, just with the depth that they have, right, both in their starting right. rotation, their bullpen, and their lineup. I mean, the fact that you can bat Aaron Judge leadoff and you don't feel a necessity to hit him third or fourth, I mean, that's when you got a pretty potent lineup. So uh, I like the Yankees to go all the way, but we'll see how that stands. He's Brendan King. When are you working again on the show? I will be back with you next weekend, Coach. So I will be seeing you soon. Brendan, have a great weekend. Thanks for the call. All right, Coach. See ya. Coming up, we're going to talk with Paul Condry uh, from the Regional Radio Sports Network and the Indiana Football Digest and my broadcast partner tomorrow on the pairing show for the football championship. We're on from 5 until 7. Paul and I will wrap up week number 8, last night's games in high school football. Uh, We have one more week to go. Make sure you join us on many of these great stations around the state. Tomorrow from 5 until 7 for the pairing show, this is Indiana Sports Talk. My name is Josh Mullinex. This is an Indiana Sports Talk scoreboard update. You just heard BK and Coach talking about the Colts. 12-9 victory on Thursday. No touchdowns. Thank the Lord for Chase McLaughlin. Matt Ryan was sacked six times through two picks. But um, was able to get it done late, get into field goal range. And uh, a bright spot was Alec Pierce. Rookie had his best game as a Colt, eight receptions and 81 yards. And Matt Ryan was impressed with the second-round pick. You know, it confirms what I thought. You know, I I thought he was going to be a tough, resilient player. I thought he was going to be a gutty player. I knew he had great hands uh, watching him. And, and you just hope he's he's a gamer, and uh, he is. You know, there's no doubt about it. He's he's so level. You know, when he's out there, he never you know too high, too low. Just keeps competing. Um, I'm proud of him. Big time week for the Colts next week, taking on Jacksonville. Got to get an AFC South win at some point, uh, Coach. Last time for for the night, uh, we're top nine in New York. The Mets up seven to two on the Padres. Unless something crazy happens, it looks like we're going to go to a game three in that wild card series. The Phillies in the bottom of the eighth, holding on to a two nothing win. Uh, excuse me, two nothing lead over the Cardinals, Philadelphia coming back in game one to take that first game of the series. So if they win, they will advance, and the Cardinals' season will be over. All college football scores in the last update in about 15 minutes. Keep it right here. For Network Indiana, I'm Josh Molinex. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Bob Lovell. This is Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk, brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. All right, week number eight in the books. Paul Condry and I are going to do the pairing show tomorrow. What else do you need to know about high school football than what you're about to hear? All right, Paul, Hall of Fame, Hall of Fame, Hall of Fame. Everybody knows your resume, and they're going to see you in action tomorrow and hear you in action tomorrow. Week number eight, any surprises last night? All kinds of neat things happened uh, last night, Coach, uh, from great performances to uh, some teams picking up some quality wins, some teams wrapping up some conference championships, and and I think those are the kind of things we look for, look for uh, going into this. And, of course, anytime you win a conference championship, that's something uh, you can put a patch on the Letterman's jacket yeah. or you can uh, certainly – uh, put that uh, trophy in the case. That's always a cool thing. That's uh, I would think that if most coaches would tell you today, that was that's job number one. Let's win right. the uh, conference right. championship. Let's win the sectional, 
and let's see what we can do. But uh, there was a wide variety of things. We had some teams that won some under, un, uh, some matchups were a battle of unbeatens. We saw some teams lose their first game of the uh, of the season, and uh, which is going to set up what I think is going to be a neat pairing right. show tomorrow. Right. And I think let's start right from the get-go. How about uh, Evansville uh, Memorial winning the school's 600th game? That is some rare air there, Coach, as they were able to knock off uh, Vincennes Lincoln. That's a great start right there. Uh, so congratulations to go to all those Evansville Memorial players for uh, their contributions right. to their football program over the many, many years because that's a good one. We saw some crazy games going on last time we had. We saw some uh, teams take some really scares, including Andren up in Northwest Indiana, the legendary. And I say that uh, because Drake Bowen, the probably the most uh, prolific recruit in the Hoosier State, was injured last night. Uh, but in talking with Coach uh, Chris Skinner today, it looks like he's going to be okay. I have uh, some issues going on with a horse collar tackle. But uh, big wins for teams like Ben Davis were down 28 to nothing. Rallied behind uh, their quarterback, Tommy Gotkowski, to come back to score 29 unanswered points as he's able to win the Giants uh, into a position where they're going to uh, basically, for all intents and purposes, win the conference championship. And if you win the, if you win the Mick, I think you can. Uh, be really proud of yourself for situations like that. We saw Ron Colley lose its first football game of the season. Of course, the top, uh, one of the top teams in the Hoosier State went on the road or was at home against Cincinnati, Cincinnati Elder. We saw that one happen last night. We saw Crown Point uh, jump off uh, uh, to win their first Doonland Conference, Conference Championship uh, uh, last night uh, with a win over Chesterton. That's their first title since uh, – 2006, we see we saw Culver Culver Community last night, Coach, uh, pick up their first ever win against Pioneer High School. So, a lot of things going on. Uh, we also saw some uh, some other things happen outside the game of football, including the legendary Arch Sanders, the uh, legendary coach at West Washington High School, the guy who is the architect, mm-hmm. the man who started the program at West Washington High School, passed away today, Coach. The field's wow. named after him and. Certainly, I know our thoughts and prayers go out to there. We we saw some teams also, in addition to that, play with heavy hearts. I know back home uh, where I grew up in Hobart, Indiana, uh, they were honoring a young man who was a four-year starter who passed away in his sleep. Uh, that was a difficult situation for the Brickies as he was, uh, he was a 2022 graduate. And for that program, with its great and proud tradition, I know that those guys are uh, dealing with all that kind of stuff. So it was a wide variety of things going on in high school football in our next to the last final regular season game of the games, I should say, of the season. As you would expect, just some great matchups. I talked to Jason Simmons after their uh, Ben Davis's big win. Uh, I mean, down 28 nothing first, uh, basically first minute of the third quarter. And you come back and you out you you beat the number eleven team. You're number you're no, you know, number thirteen in Lawrence Central. You beat a good team, uh, no fluke. They just keep uh, kept playing and kept playing, and you know get the go ahead, go for two and score. One of the most dramatic come basically the biggest comeback in the history of the school. That's just kind kind of how it goes when you're getting ready for tournament mode and and your guys are playing well. You know, I think there's no question about it, and that's what you want. You want to be playing your best football, and we saw some of those other situations happen last night. Uh, case in point, in that great m- matchup between uh, Mooresville and Martinsville, an overtime thriller won right. by Mooresville. We saw Nick Patterson. We did a feature on him earlier in the season on Colts.com. He had a sensational effort last night, 22 of 31 for 241 yards, three touchdowns. And he also ran for 100-plus uh, yards. Uh, so we saw those kind of things. We saw, you know, in a big matchup between Sheridan and Eastern Greentown, we saw Peyton Cross rush for four touchdowns. He ran the ball 49 times. Wow. 367 yards. That is a monster effort for a young man, especially when you're thinking about 1A football, doing those kind of things. And we saw, you know, a great Catholic matchup between Cathedral and Burbuff. Danny O'Neill continues his amazing play as he is uh, proven out to be maybe the best recruit in next year's class. I thought that was uh, pretty amazing what they were able to do. And we also saw Fort Wayne Snyder uh, outslug, yeah, if yeah. you will, a really good Dwanger team. The reason I say that, I shut them out 28 to nothing. Fort Wayne Snyder's played eight games, and they have four shutouts 
in some of the finest competition in the state. So I think, uh, you know, we saw some neat games, some really cool performances both by teams as well as individuals, which I think is going to set up. I think it was going to be an amazing uh, final week of the regular season, which is what we'll be talking about in the next segment. But it was a pretty good night for high school football, and uh, that's what I think what we want at this time of the year. Paul Condry joining us. We're talking about week number eight that wrapped up last night, pairing show tomorrow. So uh, you talked about performances and streaks. What other milestones uh, were reached uh, last night as we wrap up the regular season in a week? Well, I think that one thing that we probably would say that no one would have thought with with the graduation of two of the best quarterbacks in the state last year for Indianapolis Lutheran and for Gibson Southern, two guys, two coaches, two programs that had uh, dynamic senior leaders a year ago. Who would have thought here we are a year from now, and we've seen Gibson Southern win 19 straight games, and we've seen Indianapolis Lutheran win 23 straight games. Of course, both those teams uh, won the pocket, as well as the Indiana Crossroads uh, Conference Championship. So I think we have to get some kudos out to both Coach uh, both Coach Hart and Coach Pash, Coach Pash for what those guys have been able to right. do. And, and, of course, then we can always say the same thing about what Eric Moore's done oh my. at Center Grove. I right. mean, the last time he's lost to an Indiana team was the state championship game in 2019. So he's he's got his guys playing at the highest level known to man, and I think that's an exciting situation that we've seen uh, kind of develop there. And regardless if they're in the Metropolitan Interscholastic Conference or not, they are a great football team, and they are going to be a tough out whoever has to play them in the, in the tournament series coming up uh, and, uh, and, and in all intents and purposes starting in for two weeks from them, uh, they are going to be pretty, pretty special. And when you think about the graduation losses, which goes back to something you and I have been talking about literally for 25 years, when you have teams getting to the state championship right. game year after year after year, all of your freshmen and all of your junior varsity kids are up playing with the varsity, getting right. all those extra reps, and that's the reason time in and time out they continue to uh, do some amazing things over the course of the years. And I think we're going to see that same thing happen with Lutheran. We're going to see the same thing happening with Gibson Southern. Those, can, those teams continue to get better and better and better because when you play 14, 15 games, that's a lot of extra practice. That's a lot of extra opportunities for you to get better. And I think that's what it's all said and done, why tradition never graduates. He's Paul Condry. Hall of Fame broadcaster, member of the Indiana Football Hall of Fame, my broadcast partner tomorrow for the pairing show. We'll come back and look at week number nine as we wrap up the regular season. This is Indiana Sports Talk. All righty, Coach, one more time tonight. Let's run through the scores from college football this afternoon. Indiana falls 31-10 to Michigan, 10-10 at halftime before the number four team in the country scored 21 unanswered points. Uh, IU falls to 3-3 three three on the season and 1-2 and in conference play with Maryland up next. Notre Dame out in Las Vegas beat BYU 28-20. Michael Meyer, Notre Dame tight end, was an issue for BYU. 11 catches, 118 yards, and two touchdowns. The Irish have Stanford up next. Purdue, a second straight Big Ten road win for the Boilermakers. They beat Maryland 31-29. Aiden O'Connell, 30-41 of 41 for 360 yards and two touchdowns. The Boilers right there in the hunt in a wide-open Big Ten West, and they have a big game at Wisconsin coming up next. Ball State, they beat Central Michigan 17-16 in a grinded-out type of game. Carson Steele ran for 124 yards. A field goal with 12-14 left gave Ball State a lead they would not give back. Indiana State fell to North Dakota State 31-26. Sycamores, they led at halftime and again with 10 minutes left in the third quarter, ultimately fell by five. Butler, they beat Dayton 31 to nothing, shutting out the Flyers. First time that's happened to Dayton since 1976. UND beat McKendry 38 to 23 to move to 5 and 0 on the season. Hanover and Franklin both got big wins over Bluffton and Anderson. Uh, it's been a pleasure to be with you this week, this evening for Network Indiana Sports. I'm Josh Mullinex. This is Indiana Sports Talk brought to you by 
Indiana Donor Network. All right, Paul Condry, back with us. Week number nine, we are unbelievably finished with the regular season next. Though this coming Friday night, Paul, I, I still, uh, it's difficult to say, hard to listen to, that we're wrapping up the regular season with these matchups on Friday night. And the neat thing about this coming Friday, we have some great non-league matchups, but we have games that will decide conference championships, like Western Boone and Lebanon are going to be matched up for the Sagamore Conference Championship. Both those teams are 5-1 and one in their league play. Northeastern and Hagerstown are going to be playing for a conference championship. They're both tired right now in the Tri-Eastern Conference. But some other great matchups I think that we need to be uh, keeping an eye on. And one that uh, is really unique uh, up in northwest Indiana, we have Calumet, which is off to the best start in the history of their program. And Hanover Central, likewise, both those teams are on a perfect 8-0. They'll be matched up uh, in a great matchup on the final Friday of the regular season. But I don't think anybody could ask anything what we're, any more than what we're going to see in the Hoosier Crossroads. Championship on the line, unbeaten Hamilton Southeastern taking on unbeaten and top-ranked Brownsburg. Tell you what, if you're going to pick out one football game to go right, to right. next week, I would certainly suggest you start uh, either get in line right now or get your tickets because that's going to be a great one. Some other great matchups, I think, Coach, that have note, Cathedral, Center Grove, two teams that uh, potentially we could see those teams uh, matching up in postseason plays. They're both now in 6A football. Cathedral, great quarterback, mm-hmm. Center Grove. They've got all the pieces of the puzzle right there. Great matchup between a pair of 7-1 and one teams up in New Carlisle as Elkhart has matched up against New Prairie. I like that matchup. Down in Vandenberg County, We've got Castle at Evansville Memorial. Back up in the region, Lowell and Rand. Here's a really neat matchup. Columbia City is off to the uh, – they've only had uh, – they've only won seven games three times in the history of their school. They're a 7-1. They're going to be on the road at unbeaten Norwell. That's a really neat matchup in northeastern Indiana. And here's a great matchup that I think can, can tell a lot about these two respective teams. Jacob Miner's team – is going to be hosting Ron Colley. Both those teams at 7-1, and one, those teams have great uh, potential in postseason play. Wright's modern day. We've got uh, a great matchup. Chittard takes on Cincinnati Eller. Bloomington South at Seymour. Eastside Angola. Kokomo Lafayette, Jeff. How about Linton Stockton? Linton Stockton is ranked number one for the first time in their school's history. They're going to be on the road taking on South Putt. Sheridan, a 7-1 at unbeaten Carroll at Flora. Southmont, Tri-West, Lafayette Central Catholic, Hamilton Heights, West Lafayette, Western. Boy, we have got some great matchups going back up east. East side matched up against a really, really fine Angola team. So it's going to be a great uh, week number nine. And after that, we can uh, uh, relax and take a deep breath and then realize that, (laughs) hey, everybody's zero and zero. And we can start all over. Paul Condry and I will be together uh, to bring you the pairings for the upcoming football championships. Uh, I'm still pouring through notes. Thanks to you, I'm pouring through information. I know you're still working on it. Uh, But I'm honored every time I get a chance to be uh, in the studio uh, to do the pairing show and work with someone of your stature. It's it's a thrill for me, and I hope everyone joins us and uh, catches everything they need to know about Determined. Paul, as always, you're the best. I'm glad you're my friend, and I'm looking forward to having some great times tomorrow. Let's get it on. Game on, Coach. Sounds great. Thanks, Paul. All right, Coach. Have a great one. Paul Condry. Paul Condry, my broadcast partner tomorrow. I hope you'll all join us. Streamed on IHSAATV.org, the IEP. Excuse me, IHSAA Champions Network, and on many of these same great stations you're listening to uh, Indiana Sports Talk on. We have it covered for you, 5 o'clock to 7 o'clock tomorrow for the pairing show. Coming up, final break, final thoughts. This is. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Bob Lovell. This is Indiana Sports Talk. Glad you could join us not only tonight, but last night. We appreciate it. If you joined us on both nights, it's it's even better. What a bonus for us. Don't forget, again, pairing show tomorrow, 5 to 7. Paul Condry and I live from the IH, IHSAA headquarters. We'll start with 1A. 
and then work our way to 6A. So kind of gauge your time. Uh, we spend, oh, 12 to 15 minutes on each class. It's about how it ends up working out. So our, our goal is to try to mention as many names and as many schools. Well, our number one goal is to get the information accurately to you. Secondly, then we're, we're committed to trying to mention as many schools and kids as we possibly can. Uh, we think it's important. We've always thought it's important, and so we'll continue to, to do it that way. Uh, and as always, we encourage you to go out and support your local student-athletes and be good sports about it. So that's going to be a lot of fun. All right, college football today. Uh, solid win for Purdue, 31-29 over Maryland. They just continue to find ways to win. They grind it out. They do what they, they need to do. Uh, good defensive effort today. Solid uh, play again by Aiden O'Connell. That's one of those days. IU hung tough with uh, Michigan for the first half. Uh, thought we had a game, and then, you know, Michigan just wears you down. They they, they just punish you at the point of attack. Hoosiers are uh, really beaten up team physically, uh, depleted with injuries. Ball State with a great win, 17-16 at Central Michigan. Notre Dame comes comes good good win over BYU, 28-20. Uh, it's a good matchup, great game. Small college uh, play, uh, Hanover, 63-21 over Bluffton. Franklin, 54-14 over Anderson. One of the best games of the day, Indiana Wesleyan beating Marion, 17-10. These are two teams that are ranked in the top ten in the NAIA, uh, and it's a uh, it's developed into a tremendous rivalry and tremendously played football game too. So, our congratulations to them. Butler uh, all over Dayton today, thirty-one nothing. That's a tremendous win for the Dogs. And so, um, you have Sunday off. You don't have the Colts. I'm sure you'll all be watching other games in the NFL. Uh, won't be long before we're at that uh, time where it's the best time to be a sports fan, where we're playing football, basketball. Um, right now, you get the baseball postseason. It's been fun. I've been sitting here watching the Mets and the Padres. That's all kind of fun. So, a lot going on. Reasons to be excited about this. Now, once again, join us Friday night as we wrap up the regular season in high school football in week number nine. Um, it's gone quickly, as it always has. Great job tonight by Josh Mullenix and James Adams. Thank you so much to our nearly, I'm sorry, Sam Fritz. Sam, you took over for James. Way to go, Sam. Sorry about that. Thanks for joining us, though, and uh, enjoy the weekend. This is Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk.